Welcome to Redefining Balance for Working Moms podcast. This is episode 183, How to Organize Your Kitchen. Welcome to Redefining Balance for Working Moms podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Uh, Yes, even for you. You might just have to redefine what it looks like for yourself. I'm your host, fellow working mom and founder of Your Life Rocks, Jenny Stemmerman. Each week, I'll bring you practical, real-life tips to help you focus on the things that matter most in life and be the best version of yourself in every area that God has called you to. Ready to redefine what balance looks like for you in your life? Let's go. Hello, how are you? Welcome to the show. I am so excited about this episode because we are doing a spring cleaning series with professional organizer Monique Horb. And if you missed a few weeks back, she was on talking about how to organize our time, how to organize our money, and really a lot of it was around our mindset because in times of chaos, we tend to move away from the organization that we know is going to help us the most. And speaking of things that we move away from that help us the most, last week we talked about how to get into the Word of God because as we're changing seasons from winter into spring, sometimes things get really busy and we can miss our morning routine or evening routine or wherever our routine falls that we're spending time with God. So if you missed that episode, I hope you go back and have a listen as well. If you are new to the show, welcome. This is the place that you're going to find practical tips to help you move forward in any of eight different areas of life that we focus in here on Your Life Rocks. And those eight areas are your faith, your marriage, parenting, career, health, home, finances, and friendship and fun. And today we are focusing in on your home because we are gonna give you step-by-step help on organizing your kitchen. Now, there's a lot of different reasons on why organizing your kitchen is so important. And we're gonna be going into that with our guest today, Monique Korb, who is a professional organizer and someone who is very passionate about helping women live their very best lives. Now, your kitchen is a really important spot in your house because it's kind of the central hub of everything that's going on. And Monique knows this because she has six children. Yes, six children. Can you believe it? Amazing. If she can be organized with six kids, then I think that we all have something that we can be learning from her. Now, before I get into my interview with Monique, I want to invite you to download the Your Life Rocks app. You can find it in iTunes or in Google Play. Just search Your Life Rocks and you'll find that app. If you download that, not only will you have access to all of the podcast library, as well as our free course called Weekly Success Planning and our free weekly success planning tools that you can use each and every single week, we are just launching our monthly lifestyle guide. Now, of course, the app is free. The lifestyle guide is free as well. And it gives you tips and tricks to help you grow in all eight areas of life that we mentioned before. And you can expect a brand new lifestyle guide delivered straight to your app each and every single month. Think of it almost as like an online magazine for working Christian moms. And I cannot wait to hear your feedback on it. So pop on over into our Facebook group and let me know what you think about the new lifestyle guide. I am all about helping to create more resources for you to help you really, truly grow and be everything that God has called you to be. All right, without further ado, let's get into my interview with Monique and let's learn how to organize our kitchen. Monique, welcome back to Redefining Balance. I'm so excited to have you back for more great information on being organized. 
Thanks, Jenny. Oh my goodness. I love to talk about all things organizing. I could do this all day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are the expert. And so I love this because we had you on just a few weeks ago when we were talking all about the importance of organizing and we talked about time and stress and money and all of those things. But really we were focused in on, you know, when life gets crazy and we start to want to throw organization out the window, but why it's important not to. And today we're getting into some really practical tips on how we can organize our kitchen. But before you share all of that wisdom with us, remind our audience a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do. My name is Monique Horb. I am a professional home organizer. I live in Northwest Indiana, which is about an hour out of Chicago, Illinois. I've been married to my husband for 25 years. We have six kids and I have learned to organize. I'm typically naturally organized, but I've learned to organize large families. (laughs) (laughs) Out of necessity. Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm excited to talk about organizing the kitchen because this is an area that I feel like is the catch-all for everything. And it's always a mess. So for me, when I think about organization, so I'm a very clean person, meaning I like things to be clean. I don't necessarily mind clutter where my husband is just the opposite. Like he cannot stand clutter, but he does not see dirt. (laughs) He he doesn't see mess. He doesn't see the yuckiness. And for me, the kitchen is like both. Like it's a clutter capsule. Like it just magnetizes clutter to it, but it's also always dirty. Like it's like a whirlwind mess of everything. And so you're going to share with us some really great practical tips. And I love that you're sharing this, this information with us because spring is here. And it's perfect time for spring cleaning. And so I thought it'd be a great opportunity to have you come on and share a little bit about this. So before you get into some of the practical steps, why do you feel like the kitchen is just one of those spaces that's important for us to be able to tackle and to have organized and clean? Well, we don't want to eat dirty food. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a great point. (laughs) Or on dirty plates. So starting with, you know, if a kitchen is organized, then everybody in the kitchen can know where the food is that they want and meal prep and lunch planning and having events in your homes, you know, with, with company, all of that can be done easier if the kitchen is organized. Mm, That's a great point. And I love too, that you brought up the prepping because that was a huge piece that we talked about on our last episode together is that importance of that weekly prepping. And we really were talking mostly about time management with the weekly prepping, but food prepping is so huge too, especially when you're feeding a small army like you (laughs) or you have strong health goals or whatever it is. But I mean, with the busy schedule, having dinner pre-planned, having school lunches pre-done, all of that is such a huge sanity and time saver. And, And really the kitchen organization plays into that hugely. So I'm glad that you made that connection for us. You're welcome. Just planning ahead in every area of our life makes everything run a bit more smoothly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when we're talking about the kitchen, I know you really break it up into different zones, right? Yes. All right. So talk to us a little bit about what those zones are and how they function. Okay. Before I do that, I just want to throw a you know, question out for people to think about because every home is different. So you know, how do you use your kitchen? Is it only for meal prep? Is it a place that bills are paid? Is it a place that homework is done? You know, what is that space in the kitchen used for? Because that determines how it's set up. 
Mm, yeah, that's so true. Because I, I for example, I have a, a good friend that her office is her kitchen. So that's where she does like all of her bills, where she does the paperwork for the kids' school. Like all of that is done in the kitchen where I have a home office, but she really uses like the dining room table for all of those kind of things. Right. And, and people who use their kitchen as their office area also, you know, plan for whether they have a cabinet or a bookcase or something there for those office items, you know, is there a command center in the kitchen? Does it also have a drop zone where all of the things land? Mm -hmm. So once, you know, you can determine what is needed by the size of your kitchen, the layout, the space, what the end goal is can determine how the whole space is used. But I'm going to be talking about food and storage and, and how to use it, how to use it like that today. Okay, so perfect. I would say the first step is decide when you're going to do this. And just to let you know, if I were to come in and do an overhaul of a kitchen, it could take us a good five hours. I was just going to ask how long, if, but five hours, that's a long you know, time. If we do it all, you know, in one setting, you know, and I'm going to give you tips and ideas and tricks and all of this can be done in small chunks of time. You have time. But if you decide, you know, I want to just get this kitchen done and I'm going to do it all at one time and you are working full time, you need to block out a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon to really jump in and get it done. Wow. That's a big task. Five hours. It is. So have you had people do this not in one day, like do it over the course of like three weekends or? Sure. Yeah, we've done that. Okay. You know, so it just depends on how much time people have. And the bigger the kitchen, the bigger the pantry, you know, it will take longer. But an average kitchen can take a good five hours. And when we organize it, it involves taking everything out. Mm. And when you really think about the drawers, the cabinets, the pantry, refrigerators, and taking everything out, that's a big task. Yeah, it is. So before we get into all of this, because if someone's listening to this right now and they're like five hours taking everything, like it seems like I don't need, like I'm, a, I'm just going to turn off the show now. No, <laughs> yeah, just if you're doing it all at one time, you know, so, you can break everything apart. So talk to us a little bit more. And I know you've already hit on this a little bit, but let's just reassure everyone and remind everyone why we would want to do this. Like, why would we want to reserve five hours on a weekend? to go through our kitchen. Let's first hit on some of the, the main benefits from doing this. Okay. Benefits of having an organized kitchen is everybody that lives in that house. It could be immediate family members. Maybe you have grandparents, aunts and uncles, friends living in your, in your home with you. Everybody knows where everything lives. Everything needs a home. If everything has a home, it does one thing. You know, if you're out of the item, <laughs> you know, it makes meal prep easier. It makes grocery shopping easier if you know where to look for specific items. And then, you know, back to saving time mm. and money, not buying something you already have because someone didn't put the relish back where it should be. You thought you didn't have it. So then you went and bought more, but you didn't, you know, so double buying things that we already have and we don't need. If everything has a home, it's easy to answer our questions. That's really good. That happened to me just yesterday. I was at Costco and I bought a bag of quinoa because I thought we were out of quinoa. And then when I got home and I was putting things away, you know, when you get back from Costco, you have to like practically reorganize anything just to find room for everything. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's like a whole bag, another whole bag of quinoa in the very back of the pantry and a half used bag of quinoa. So now I've got two and a half bags of quinoa 
because I didn't think that I had any quinoa because when I went to go make some last weekend, I couldn't find it. So that's, you know, happens all the time, happens all the time. So this is good. Okay. Well, that's what you guys are going to be eating for the next week. (laughs) Lots of quinoa. (laughs) Absolutely. But I just wanted to bring that up because this is why it's worth investing that time in your kitchen is because it does save time. It does save money. And it just makes the house feel lighter and more welcoming. And I know for me, I want to be able to have people over for dinner or for meals or have girlfriends over for coffee. But oftentimes like I'm embarrassed by my kitchen if it's unorganized or, or just doesn't look nice or put together. So I think that there's a number of reasons why people would want to do this, but I wanted to hit on that when we, when we were first talking about how many hours it's going to take because (laughs) it is going to be worth it. I promise. Yeah. You know, the upfront investment is going to save you lots and lots of time and money later. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So what do we need to do first? What are the things we need to do? I say get motivated. (laughs) I love it. Get motivated, have some trash bags available, and music. So once you have that, then you can can do anything with, with some good music in the background. It keeps you moving. Yes. So looking at how a kitchen is set up, where the sink is, if you have a dishwasher, where your dishes are, where your silverware is, you know, kind of looking at where everything is set up and seeing if it makes sense. For example, my dishwasher is next to my sink, but I also make sure that my plates and my cups are in cabinets by the dishwasher because that eliminates putting things across the kitchen or taking extra steps. Mm -hmm. So storing things in the area that it is used most and eliminate extra movement around your kitchen is one of those things that you need to look at when you create the zones for what you need in your kitchen. Okay. And so tell us what those zones are. Okay. So I have a few zones that we use when we're working with clients. So a food prep area. So where's the space that has a counter space where you prepare your meals? And near that area, you should have your bowls, your utensils, usually close to the faucet, if you know, so you can clean up and use water. So we have a food prep zone, a cooking area, you know, near the stove, which would have your pots, pans, cutting boards, pot holders, your herbs or spices, any of your condiments. While you're cooking, you don't want to have waste time walking across the kitchen to get something that, that should be close to where you're using it. A baking area. If you have a family with kids, a breakfast prep area is great because you can consolidate breakfast type foods together and not just for kids, but for all of us, you know. And have those in easy to reach space. Yes. You know, in drawers, in lower shelves in pantries. For a long time when my kids were little, my youngest is 17, so they're not little anymore. But I had a base cabinet that had a pull up. But in my base cabinet, that was where all the kids stuff was. It was all down low. Because I had seen other moms, you know, have to get things out of an upper cabinet. And if my kids were going to help set the table or my kids were going to help do things in the kitchen, I had to put things at their level. Absolutely. It's such helpful. Yeah. And it helps to empower them too. I know for me, I've been a huge advocate on empowering my kids to make their own breakfast, make their own lunches for school. I mean, my kids are a little bit older now, so I know everyone listening to this has kids of different ages, but the earlier you can do that, the better. I mean, we have a big slide out drawer down below that has like all like the plastic cups and the plastic bowls and like all of the stuff so that they can get their own drinks, they can get their own snacks, they can make their own meals. 
you know, when obviously sometimes as their mom, I like to do that, that stuff for them, but sometimes I need them. It's a necessity for them to be able to fend for themselves in that way and, and to make it easy. So I don't have to be worrying like, oh, are they going to fall off the counter trying to climb up and get right. something or break a dish? Yep. It just makes yep. life less stressful. Right. And so, you know, putting things where people can reach them and get to them easy makes sense. Yeah. And then, and then a lunch prep area. Is there an area that people stand to get the Ziploc bags and the plastic bags and the straws and the individual portions of snacks? You know, putting things in an area that makes it quicker and saves time will make the kitchen area run smoother, especially if you have a lot of people moving around each other in the kitchen like I did. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. We don't really have a lunch station, but as you're talking about that, I'm thinking about how I could reorganize my own kitchen for that. The one zone that's really important to us that I've had in every house that we've lived in is the coffee zone where the coffee Uh maker is with the coffee cups and like the little electric mixer thing that gets all right in one easy to find spot. And making sure it's by the sink so you can get water. Exactly. Exactly. So, okay. So first of all, figuring out what makes sense in your kitchen layout and in the zones for different things. And then as well as looking at all the different cabinets, if you have a pantry, you know, creating zones in your pantry. We have a pantry. It's not a walk-in. It's a little bit deeper and it's got two sides to it. And so putting the most used items between your shoulders and your knees. So if you're standing in your pantry between your shoulders and your knees, on those shelves should be the things that you use and grab the most. The things that you use the least, heavy items like maybe a crock pot or Instant Pot or, you know, a KitchenAid mixer, those are stored on the floor in my pantry because they're heavy. So mm-hmm. we don't need to be putting heavy things over our heads. And the things that you use less often, you know, the more infrequently used items can go up high because you won't need those very often, or they can be stored in another area. They don't need to be stored in the kitchen because If you're short on space in your kitchen, don't store the turkey roaster that you use once a year in your kitchen. Put it somewhere else. Makes sense. Put it in a storage room. Put it in a garage. You know, put it in your basement. Don't use valuable real estate, which is what I call, you know, your kitchen space. Valuable real estate needs to be used for all the things that you use the most. That is brilliant right there. You know, so people think, oh, it's a kitchen item. It has to stay here. But if you use that turkey roaster once a year, you've got, you know, 364 days of it taking up because those are big, huge, valuable real estate that you might need in that space. So kind of reevaluating everything that we have. So when you're organizing your kitchen and you figure out your zones and what you need, start taking things out of your cabinets. Don't just look and see what's in your cabinets. Take everything out. There's something about taking everything out and actually looking at every item and making a decision. Yes, I want to keep it. No, I don't. Because you'll surprise yourself at how many things you don't keep when you actually start emptying out your cabinets. And when, you know, for example, all of the plastic travel cups are sitting on the counter out of the cabinet, then it's easier to decide if I need all those plastic cups. Mm -hmm. And then bring the kids in. Okay, which ones do you want to keep? Which ones do you not want to keep? And I'm telling you every time they surprise me at the stuff that they don't want anymore that I thought they wanted because it was their favorite, you know, travel cup. But that was three years ago and they haven't used it since. My mom, I don't, I don't use that anymore. Well, I don't know the answers to all the questions. 
So if it's something that's owned or used by somebody else, call them in when you need to and ask them if they even want it or not. So taking everything out of the cabinets, making decisions, and while they're out, you might as well wipe it down. Like the inside of the cabinets and everything. Yes. Yes. Just wipe it down. Then you know it's clean. So, you know, going through all the items, let's talk about spatulas. (laughs) I don't think we've ever had this conversation on this podcast ever. Let's talk about spatulas. Let's talk about spatulas. And that's the easiest example I have, but let's just translate it to anything else that you've got. So, you know you need a new spatula. So, you go to a Pampered Chef party and you buy one. Mm Mm-hmm. Great. So now you have your new spatula and you add it to the container with spatulas. But you've done that several times. And then your mom gave you a cute little thing with a spatula and a wooden spoon and a ribbon and a tea towel. You know, so then you have more spatulas. Well, we end up using what we've got because it's there and not evaluating what how many spatulas do you really need? Do you need seven? (laughs) You know? And once you start taking everything out. And laying it on your counter and looking at everything. So you, I have a, like a crock next to my stove that has the wooden spoons and the spatulas and, and stuff in it. And it's easy to look at and go, oh yeah, I use everything in there. But once you take it out and lay it on the counter and look at everything together and out flat, it looks very different than it does in the container on the counter next to the stove. So totally. Totally. it's, you know, so you look at it and think, oh, I use everything in there. And I bet you, if I go downstairs right now and pull it out, there's probably at least one in there that I do know there's one that's cracked and my mom just gave me a new one. But guess what I did not do? Throw away the cracked one. Exactly. So that is just a simple example of why I think it's important to take everything out of the drawers, off the shelves, out of the cabinets, look at them. And if it belongs to somebody else, ask them. Don't assume that you know what their answer is going to be. They might be over it. And if they're over it, then get over, you know, and I think I said you start the project with a trash bag, you know, Mm -hmm. trash can, but also a box for donations. Yes. Anything that's perfectly good, but you don't need, you know, 12 spatulas, donate them. Yes. I love that. I love that so much. And the thing I love about this is that it really is empowering to make those choices. And I know we talked about that a lot when you were on the show last time is to give yourself permission to make those choices in life to create the life that you want. And really this is making those choices on the kitchen that you want. It's almost like hitting that reset button to say, I don't have to live in a a kitchen that's a hodgepodge or a mess or or doesn't serve me or the family. We're going to hit the reset button and make choices on what we want and what we don't want. Right. And that that can come also to, let's talk about small appliances. Oh, yes. Ice cream maker, icy maker, you know, those the air popper and then the, then the spinny whirly popper, you know, and then the microwave popper. I mean, so there are so many small appliances that we have accumulated over time mm-hmm. that we don't think about because it's just there. So a couple of years ago, I got rid of the bread machine, which there was a period of time that we use a bread maker a lot. I'm talking 20 years ago. <laughs> My husband and I just had a couple of kids. And so the bread machine, it was fun. We used it. But a bread machine is not going to work for a family of eight. Mm-hmm. Those loaves are way too small. We hadn't used it for years and I got rid of it. And kind of funny story. I think like two weeks ago, he said something about the bread maker. And I just looked at him. We don't have the bread. We don't, I got rid of it. He goes, why would you get rid of the bread maker? Like, 
probably because we haven't used it for like, you know, 15 years. And it's huge. It takes up so much space. Right. So looking at things that you have, if it served you well at one period of time, great. And you know what? If you really wanted one, I bet you could go to Goodwill or a thrift store and find one for $5. That works awesome. Yeah. And use it and then, you know, donate it back if you don't really need it anymore. But looking at things and not using how much money you spent on something to determine whether or not you're going to keep it. Ooh, that's, that's really hard for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, that translates to a lot of areas. You know, well, I spent, you know, $75 on that item. Okay. Are you going to get the money back? No. <laughs> right. Are you going to use the item? No. Okay. So now you're taking up valuable real estate because you made a bad decision and spent way too much money on something that you're not even using. And you're keeping it around as a reminder of your bad decision. <laughs> exactly. So get rid of it. So yeah. I give all of you people listening permission to not feel guilty when you get rid of stuff. And especially if you're trying to hang on to stuff because of money that you already spent on it, but you're not using it. You don't need it. Don't keep it. Keep what you use. Keep what you love. Keep what brings um, function to your kitchen. That's great. And like you said, it does translate into so many different areas, which I'm sure we'll talk about the next time you're on because we're going to be talking about master bedrooms. So that's great. I love it. Okay. And then the, one of the last things I want to talk about is food storage. You know, you store food in your pantry, your refrigerator, your freezer. Those mm -hmm. things do need to be cleaned out periodically. And I don't know how things always spill, but they seem to spill. So, you know, taking everything out, wiping down your refrigerator, throwing away all that stuff that's growing in the back bottom shelf because you can't see it. <laughs> and then when you go through your pantry, look at expiration dates on your food. You might be surprised at how long you've stored some of these items. And if they're expired, just get rid of them and probably don't buy that item again because you didn't use it last time. Right. And then in your pantry, storing uh, like items together, you know, keep your pastas together in one area. You can use little baskets or containers to corral those things and it makes easier to plan meals and grocery shop if you know exactly where items are supposed to live in your pantry or refrigerator. And I have changed from plastic storage containers, you know, that to put in your refrigerator to glass ones. And mm -hmm. one of the reasons I did that is because none of us could see what was in those plastic containers. Yes. And everybody was too lazy to open the lid and look inside. Mm -hmm. So we have less leftovers and they get eaten much quicker because it's easy. I mean, let's face it. We could all open the lids and look inside. But you don't. We don't. And we're lazy. No one does so, that. So let's make life easier for everybody. So I got the glass containers and everybody can see what's in those, what's left over and it gets eaten a whole lot faster. Yes, it does. Absolutely. We did the same thing and we recently did the same thing in our pantry too. We got those, yep. they're like the mason jar storage container okay. things because we had everything like in the bags and in the original containers and you, you know, you, you, it, yeah. And they spill everywhere and then it gets like lost and falls over. So now everything is in the jars, which and was- you can see it and it's easier to like know, okay, this is getting low versus, yep. you know, you have a box of like rice or something and you have no idea how much rice how is, much is in, in there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then you go to make something and you realize I don't even have enough for like one serving, let alone <laughs> to feed everybody that's here. <laughs> because so. it's in a cardboard box that you can't yeah, see. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. And the last thing is label. So here's a funny story I like to share. It's right about five years ago. I was, I had had it with 
all of my people coming to me <laughs> and saying, mom, we're out of ketchup. We're out of mustard. We're out of peanut butter. We're out of relish. We're out of pick something that belongs in the refrigerator. Right. And I would look at them and say, it's in there. No, it's not. Yes, it is because I just, okay. So I was just over, over it. So I cleaned it all out and I labeled my refrigerator. So if you have my refrigerator, there are labels on every shelf, on every drawer, on the little sections on the inside of the doors, put everything away and called everybody to come to the kitchen. And I said, okay, this is the deal. <laughs> I am tired of you asking me. I mean, multiple times a day, pick somebody, pick a food item if we have anything. And I opened the doors of the refrigerator. I was so proud of my handiwork. Guess what my kids did? What'd they do? They all started laughing, of course. They just laughed. <laughs> They're like, mom, like, mom went off the edge. She did. She's lost it. But I'm going to tell you, Jenny, that is one of the most brilliant things I have done in my kitchen because I don't get asked questions hardly ever about what's in there. They know if we have it, it's in the designated spot. If we don't have it, I know in a second when I'm meal planning or grocery shopping, if we're out of something. Because even in my refrigerator, everything has a home. That's brilliant. So labeling your pantry, labeling your refrigerator. Some people have requested, and I have done, if you open, let's say, upper cabinets in a kitchen, mm -hmm. labels on the shelves so people know where to put things. And sometimes there are people who need labels. They don't want to think, they don't want to remember, they just want it to be labeled and they'll put it where it goes. And I tell my clients when I work with them, when we're finished in a different, you know, spaces, whether it's a kitchen or a closet or whatever, you have got to give the people a tour of what you did. Yes. Jenny, you may have been there and rearranged things because in your mind, this is going to make more sense. Now we're going to have a lunch station. Now we're going to have this. Now we're going to have that. But if you don't tell the people who live in the house why you did it and where things go, they're not going to get on board. We're going to get frustrated because they're not jumping on the program. But if they don't know what's expected, they can't participate. Yeah. As you were saying this, because we talk about delegating all the time on this show, and we talked about it last time you were on about the importance of delegating to other people. And I think sometimes I don't delegate because I don't think that they're going to do it the way that I want them to. But if everything is labeled, my 13-year-old can put away the dishes and know exactly where everything goes because sometimes he puts away the dishes and I will never find that spatula ever again because who knows where it went in the kitchen. But if everything is labeled and I, I give them the tour of this is how it operates yep. now. It's just like yep. no different than at work. You know, when you do something, you have to train your staff. You onboard your people. Exactly. Yeah. This is how we do it. This is the way that the process that we use. And so doing that same thing at home with your kitchen makes delegation so much easier because now you can trust that it's going to get done the way that you want it to be done. Right. And then we also have presented the expectations. Mm -hmm. We presented the plan. Guess what? The stress level gets to drop because then we're not frustrated or upset for people not doing it and putting things away where they belong. You know, so we can proactively create a better system and better family interaction by doing that. That's so brilliant. You know, so we can head off potential frustrations and tears and arguing and, well, she did and he didn't by just presenting the plan clearly. Yeah, we are totally doing this in our house. This is going to be part of our spring cleaning for sure. Okay, so Everything I want to see your before and after pictures. Yes, I will definitely post them so that you can see them because yeah, this is fun. 
Yeah. I mean, this is a true life. Like I love delegating, but I hate after the delegation when I go to try to find stuff and I can never find anything. You so, have to give the people the tour. And I, I love it. When I work with clients, they're like, oh my gosh, I never thought about that. I said, that is the key that our expectations can be followed is if everybody knows what they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. I love it. So obviously, you know, I'm thinking we have lived in this house that we are currently in for a little over a year and we did a pretty good job of organizing when we first moved in. But as I said, like I'm doing this this weekend. So it's something that needs to get done. How often do you feel like massive reorganization of these spaces need to be done? Is it every year, every three years, or just kind of depends on your family? I would say every couple years you can do a massive where you're taking literally everything out. Mm-hmm. If you know, if you're wanting to do a big one day project, but I would suggest every quarter going Doing like back a little like yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, maybe this month you just do upper cabinets, and next month you do lower cabinets, and the third month you do the pantry. You know, so every quarter you can make another sweep through your kitchen. Yeah, like a reset. We actually did an episode about like doing a reset weekend and kind of like when you feel like things just need to be tightened up around your house a little bit. I'll link to that in the show notes page because I think that this would be a great thing to add to a reset weekend. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, beautiful. Well, Monique, this has been so helpful, really getting our sleeves rolled up and getting into the kitchen. Now, is there any other things that we should think about or any last thoughts for our listeners as they work to reorganize their kitchen and make it functional for them? Yeah. One of the last things I want to mention is before you start any project, but we're going to talk about the kitchen now, is do not go shopping first for containers. <laughs> Don't run to the store before you How start. How'd you know? Product. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, oh, <laughs> nope. as you're talking, I was making a mental list of the nope. things I needed to buy. That is the last thing you do. Because what I'm going to say now is a basic principle that can be used for any space of your house. Declutter first, because let's not rearrange stuff that we don't want to keep mm-hmm. and we're not going to use. That's so we're good. going to declutter first. Then you're going to look and see what do you have left. And chances are you have bins or baskets or containers that may have been used in one area that can be flip-flop and used in another area. So declutter first see what you need to organize, put it in the zones, label your areas, and then use containers. And then when you are looking for containers, get a pad of paper out, measure your shelves. Don't go by, I think that's the size that it'll be, unless you are, you know, have a photographic memory. And (laughs) even then, yeah. Right. You know, measure, 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 measure your spaces, measure your depth and your length and your height of your shelving areas. Because you can go to the store and they do have measurements on containers, but I carry a tape measure in my purse. (laughs) Of course you do because you're a pro. Yes. And so I measure things, but there are stackable shelves. If you want to put a rollout in a base cabinet, there are kits you can buy to have a rollout in base cabinets. And that's really nice if you have large items that are behind each other, makes it easy to pull things out. There are shelf baskets that can be slid onto a shelf that hang below the shelf for extra storage, you know, over the door racks in pantries, lazy Susans, pot racks, you know, dividers. So there's a lot of different options that I'll have on the printable that I'm going to leave with you. Just ideas, but declutter first and then categorize after that. 
That's so good. That's so good. Cause that's my favorite part about doing all of this is going to buy all the new things. So <laughs> well, I love that you buy the wrong size yeah, yeah. ones. So I love that you gave that as a tip. So the printable that Monique is talking about will be available for you to get on your And then Monique, where can people learn more about you and what you provide and, and maybe even work with you? My business is called Organizing Your Chaos. I help busy women organize their homes and their spaces so that they can be more productive. And you can find me on Facebook, Organizing Your Chaos. I have a website, www.organizingyourchaos.com, also a Pinterest page. And I would be happy to jump on a call with any of you if you want to pick my brain and ask me some questions about organized different spaces in your home and your kitchen. And I also offer virtual coaching sessions to help you work through organizing spaces in your home where we would meet and use, you know, Zoom or Hangouts to give, you would give me a tour of your home and we would set up an action plan and you'd have access to me for four weeks to pick my brain and coach you as you organize your space. I love that you do that. And I love that you are able to do that virtually. Technology is amazing that oh, it's, from it's so Indiana, fun. you can provide that service to anyone anywhere. So that's so amazing. We'll link to everything, Monique, in our show notes page at yourliferocks.com. Monique, thank you so much for coming on the show and providing this great detail of instruction for all of us today. You are welcome. Thank you, Jenny, for having me. Well, there you go. I hope that this interview is going to inspire you to tackle your kitchen because of all of the reasons that we talked about in this episode, but most importantly, because when you're doing this foundational work of organizing the spaces around you, it helps you to be more efficient in everything else that you do. Just think about the impact that this is going to have for you when you're doing your weekly planning, when you're doing your menu planning each and every single week, when you know your kitchen is organized, it's going to set you up for success. Now, if you missed any of the steps that Monique was walking through, we will have everything in our show notes at yourliferocks.com. Just click on the podcast tab at the top and it will take you to the episodes. I want to thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Monique will be back in a few more weeks with more tips to help you with your spring cleaning. And between now and then, we have a lot of really great episodes in line and in store for you. I hope that you stick around and check those out. And until then, keep building a life that rocks. Bye. Just because the episode's over doesn't mean that we have to stop hanging out. Of course, you can follow me over on Instagram at your.life.rocks or hop on over to Facebook, search Your Life Rocks and find our Facebook community. It is full of working Christian moms just like you looking to redefine what balance means in their life and take action to make it so. Now, if you are looking for more, if you are ready to go deeper, to really create the systems to bring more balance into your life and help you clear the chaos, I invite you to join Life Balance Membership. You can go to lifebalancemembership.com to learn more or upgrade right inside of the Your Life Rocks app. You can find that on iTunes or Google Play. Looking for more resources? Head on over to yourliferocks.com.